quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Take action, don't wait, and just start contacting people. Welcome to the Best Ever Show, the world's longest-running daily commercial real estate podcast. Our hosts interview commercial real estate experts every day to get you the best advice ever with none of the fluffy stuff. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Slocum Reed, and today I'm here with Blake Levitt. Blake is based in Las Vegas, Nevada. He is a director and multifamily and commercial broker with Keller Williams Commercial. He specializes in brokering multifamily and has a unique marketing strategy that allows him to set record-breaking prices in his market for the multifamily properties that he sells. I'm interested in hearing more about that. He is also an investor, a principal in a 48-unit property there in Vegas, and he has two LP positions spanning over 3,000 units. Blake, can you tell us a little bit more about your background? And then I want to hear about this marketing strategy of yours. Sure. Thanks, Slocum, for having me on. I really appreciate it. So my background is I got into real estate when I was 19 years old, when I dropped out of college to buy my first fix and flip house back in 2012. I renovated it, then sold it for a five-figure net profit. Then in 2015, I got my real estate license and started out as a residential real estate agent. I started doing that, helping people buy and sell homes. And then in 2017, that's when I started brokering multifamily and commercial real estate. The reason why I decided to make the change was I've always wanted to do commercial real estate since everything is all about the numbers and making them work. And I've just always been analytical and great at numbers. So in 2020, though, that was the year where everything for me started to take off as I realized this was the opportunity of a lifetime to take action and just start doing deals. I was out there doing deals, building my business, doing marketing, and that year was the best year I had, and I earned well over six figures. And then in 2021, that was the year where I earned over seven figures and became a millionaire at 28 years old. Later that year in December 2021, that's when I closed on my first commercial multifamily deal as a principal that was 48 units. And I got the property at a great price because it was heavy value add. Plus, since I had such a great year, I needed a large deal to do a cost segregation study on so that I could defer the income taxes. (laughs) That makes a lot of sense. Blake, you acquired that 48 unit in 2021? Yes, correct. Gotcha. And it was a heavy value add. What's happening with it now? Now we've really got it up and running. So we did a full exterior renovation, renovated the common areas, have renovated units on tenant turns, and now it's performing pretty well. We're also still doing renovations on tenant turns, but everything's been going great. Nice. So Blake, you were getting into brokering multifamily at a time that records were being set all over the place for evaluations. And a lot of that buffered by the low interest debt that was available to seemingly everyone to buy multifamily. Tell us more about how your marketing strategy led to your success. 
When I was taking listings, I was doing something unique where I was marketing the properties to my buyer database that I built up. How I built that up is just going through the property records. It takes a lot of work, but you can find all the buyers and sellers in the property records, basically. So I did that and started reaching out to owners, and a lot of those owners were buyers. And then I also do a lot of marketing on social media, which I rarely see any other brokers using social media marketing. So what we're talking about right now is how you built your buyers list. And you went into public record information to figure out who current owners were for the sake of adding them to your buyers list? Yes, correct. And then also how I built my buyers list was just by reading articles of properties that sold and it would always state who the buyer and sellers were. And then I would research those and reach out to them and add them to my list. Gotcha. And what has been the results of your social media marketing? Is it helping you attract more seller clients or more buyers for your listings? Definitely more buyers. Tell us about that. How is it that you're getting in front of buyers for your deals through social media? I have an Instagram account and a Facebook account, and I've promoted properties on there with the hashtags that shows up that way. And then also I've done paid advertising before where I can advertise my listings, say, in San Francisco, California, or in Seattle, Washington, where the price per units there are so much higher in Las Vegas. And then investors see that and they're like, wow, this is a great deal compared to the price per units here, compared to the price per units there. So using the meta platform algorithms for targeting prospective buyers or for creating your target audience, you're using geography and finding very expensive places to live and very expensive apartments to operate because of how nice the cost per door looks in Las Vegas. What other metrics are you using? And other metrics in social media or other metrics in general? For the sake of creating a targeted audience for your social media advertising, what are you looking at other than where people are located with regards to who you're targeting to be buyers for these properties? Basically, it's just those cities and there's algorithms in there where you can target people, say, making a certain income or that have a certain net worth. Income and net worth, that makes sense as well. What is it that you're doing to get in front of sellers and get listing agreements? I imagine you have some fairly stiff competition and some people who have been in the game significantly longer than you have that you're competing against as a broker. Definitely. So to get in front of sellers, I've done direct mailers, reaching out to them via email and calling them as well. Let me paint a picture here. Please remember, I'm on Team Blake Levitt. <laughs> you're young, you're inexperienced, you're new to the industry, you haven't taken a lot of listings. Why is it that sellers are picking you? Why that sellers are picking me? With my track record of listings I've sold, they've been pretty aggressive. I guess I'm personable. They do like working with me. I do put my cell phone on all marketing materials instead of my office phone. So whenever buyers and sellers reach out to me, they can reach out to me anytime. So basically seven days a week. And if I'm up when they're calling, I'll answer the phone and respond. We'll get back to the show with the first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. 
Are you looking to raise money from private investors to buy commercial real estate? SyndicationAttorneys.com is here to guide you every step of the way. At SyndicationAttorneys.com, they do more so you can do more. They create real estate syndication and fund offering documents, but they also educate you on the ins and outs of raising private money, ensure your offerings comply with securities laws, and help you structure fair deals with investors so everybody wins. With reasonable lump sum fees and over $2.75 billion in securities offerings created, syndicationattorneys.com has the expertise you need. But that's not all. Syndicationattorneys.com also offers weekly attorney-led masterminds, networking, and strategy sessions through their pre-syndication consulting agreements. To learn more, visit syndicationattorneys.com today to get started. This offer is not available to Florida residents. We're recording in the second quarter of 2023. It's a very different climate than it was in 20 and 21. What types of listings are you looking to take right now? That's a great question. So in 2020 and 2021 in the Las Vegas market, our cap rates went as low as 3 to 4%. And right now, I'd say they're around 5 to 6%. And on the smaller and mid-sized properties, some of those are trading all the way between 6 to 8%. So the listings I'm trying to take right now, it's basically listings that are priced around market value or still have cap rate between the 5 to 6% where the market's at. It's been pretty tough lately because there's still that gap between the buyer's bid prices and the seller's asking prices. So a lot of buyers and sellers are still in price discovery right now. But there are still deals getting done. Our sales volume has dropped over 90%, but there's still a few deals here and there getting done that give some type of guidance on what the cap rates are and where the expectations are. Blake, we can't just glaze over. The transaction volume in Las Vegas is down 90% from when to when? The sales volume has dropped about 90% year over year. So what that means is when the interest rates are low and everyone was buying and selling, there was 30 multifamily properties selling a month in our market. And now there's about three to four properties selling a month. That being the case, and with you being a broker looking to transact, how do you identify which properties or which sellers are actually going to sell with the market conditions that we're experiencing currently? There really hasn't been any motivated sellers just yet because a lot of sellers, their loans haven't came due. There was a lot of people that bought in 2021 with three-year loans. So in 2024, those loans are coming due. It'd be interesting to see what happens with those. But right now, the sellers I'm seeing transact, they're transacting right now just to still take advantage of aggressive prices because as long as the sellers have been raising the rent on the property and keeping the income up with the market rent, they can still get a good price at a 5 to 6% cap rate. So it's not about seller distress or a seller's sense of urgency to sell now before the need for a liquidity event or something that's going to happen to their financing. It's more about which properties will still receive the premium that we got so used to the last couple of years. A lot of sellers aren't willing to transact at this moment because they're still used to the 3 to 4% cap rates. They were like, oh, 
I saw we could get three to 4%. Now it's five to 6%, but a lot of sellers, that's like a wait and see what happens approach still. So which ones are the ones that are selling currently? Right now, the ones that are selling, they're not really that motivated from what I know, but the ones that are still selling, they're taking advantage of the current market as the price per units right now are still high compared to where they were several years ago. I may be reading between the lines here, Blake, but it sounds like you're saying that everything that lists still sells. There are only 10% as many sellers willing to sell at the current moment. It's not specific to the property condition, like the NOI condition. Has meat been left on the bone for someone else to come in and add value or is it practically turnkey? There isn't anything about the condition of the property currently. It's simply the people who decide to list, sell, and they get the price they're looking for. So everything is still determined by the cap rate. Buyers, they won't purchase anymore at low cap rates. They want a much higher cap rate right now. There's been an increase in listings, but those properties, a lot of them haven't sold just because the cap rates aren't where they need to be. And buyers want a higher cap rate and the sellers still want that lower cap rate on a lot of them. Are you seeing that the properties that are going to market and selling right now are effectively being operated optimally with a solid NOI? Or is it the ones that are experiencing some distress where there's a lot of value that can be added by a future buyer for which they're purchasing at a relative discount? The ones I've seen sold recently, they've sold at around a 6% cap rate. So they've had good NOI in place and around a 6% cap rate, that seems to be attractive to buyers right now. So the ones that are selling in Vegas right now are the ones that have current cash flow effectively. Yes, correct. Yes, correct. And do you know what those buyers are planning to do with the property? Are these firms that are just looking for cash flow, they're going to hold long term? Or are these people who are looking to force appreciation, drive up the NOI in the next few years and then sell? They were purchased as value add opportunities. So the buyers, they'll force appreciation, go in, renovate the property and raise rents. It will be interesting to see over the next few years whether or not they succeed. Blake, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Yes. What is the best ever book you recently read? The best ever book I recently read is Shift by Gary Keller. It talks about the current market and where you just have to double down on lead generation right now. What is your best ever way to give back? Best ever way to give back is my 48 unit property I currently own. We work with the county to house homeless people there. So it's a program where we rent to homeless people and the county pays their rent and we help them work with the county to help the person get back on their feet and the success rate, it's about 90% success rate so far where the person becomes self-sufficient and within a year they can pay their own rent now. I believe that's a fairly nationally acclaimed program that Las Vegas has for housing their homeless population. You're not the only landlord doing that there, are you? No, there's other landlords as well doing it. What is your best ever advice? Best ever advice, take action, don't wait, and just start contacting people. Where can people contact you? 
they can go to my website, which is www.blakemultifamily.com for brokerage. I also have another website for acquisitions. It's www.blakerealtyventures.com. My email address is blake at blakemultifamily.com. And my phone number is 702-809-8387. You really do put your phone number on all your marketing materials. <laughs> Those links are in the show notes. Blake, thank you. Best ever listeners, thank you as well for tuning in. If you've gained value from this episode, please do subscribe to our show. Leave us a five-star review and share this episode with a friend. You know we can add value to through our conversation today. Thank you. And have a best ever day. Thanks, welcome. Hi, Best Ever listeners. Joe Fairless here again. And one last thing before you go, would you like to receive a short weekly email with proven tips from experienced investors, free tools and resources, and a roundup of the week's most relevant news and Best Ever content? Well, if so, join the community of nearly 15,000 commercial real estate passive and active investors who receive the Best Ever newsletter. Just go to bestevercre.com forward slash access and you'll get the very next one. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, thank you for listening and have a best ever day.